Jake Warner was at the control. So sit back, relax, and check this drone out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. What's over my name? Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash The Big Brother Jake Podcast. You could also go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Type in the keyword search, The Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. I know, this is the show that you guys are used to downloading, streaming, or tuning into where we don't need to bring negativity or the outside world of politics and craziness and corruption into this podcast. I know. I know. This is a, a place where I try to shelter the world from so they could escape just for a little bit. It's like, ah, oh, 45 minutes of not hearing about coronavirus or the President Trump or Obama or whoever the hell. This is your escape from that. And that is by design. I try to keep it lighthearted. Try to keep it fun. I try to keep it, you know, to where it's like, damn, that flew by. It's already over. I got a good laugh out of it. Dude is funny. Or I try to be educational with mental health because I've had mental health issues, you know, and I finally got out of the stigma of being afraid to talk about it. Or talking about me uh, divorcing my now ex-wife and how hard that is as a 44-year-old man with kids in the age range of 14, 10, and 4. Try to bring perspective and I try to bring laughs and I try to have people come on the program that are positive or fun like P-Dub, my man Curtis King, or you know, you get people like Stephen A. Smith or, or, or the latest rap sensation, my man Afro. All flows reach out. Like, I try to bring Something different to everyone. Independent music spotlight, which I, yes, I have not done in a long time. I try to focus on other things in the world. I try to focus on the good. I try to have that moment where you're saying, damn, you're right, Jake. Or, man, I felt that. Or, damn, you are stupid as hell, but it was funny. I try to bring my life experiences because I've done a lot in life. I've lived a lot in life. I'm proud of my life and what I've been through, what I've done, what I've accomplished. And I try to be what I call a fake philosopher where I could, you know, or, or, or a hype man. And a lot of my friends will tell you I can be the biggest hype man in the world for you because I want to see my friends and my family succeed. Damn, this is hard. I try to create a show where we don't have to worry about or think about things that affect our lives every day. And I was like, damn, okay, I'll give in to the Rona for a little bit. She makes me sick, that Rona. But, man, you know what? It's really affecting us, man, because I can't go out to eat. I can't get a haircut. I don't have my basic fun things I get to do, and I know y'all feeling that because there's friends I haven't seen in months. There's family I haven't seen in months, all because of this shit. 
And now what? (laughs) I hate even saying it or bringing it up. Because the little piece of world that I have that means a lot to me, I'm cut off from. I don't get to see loved ones. I don't get to see people I care about. Long-time relationships with friends and family and all because of this virus. But I tried to make the best of it. And uh, forgive me for my emotions, man. Like, you know, I'm really sad about when I really sit down and think about it, I really get sad. But finally, it's like, okay, we're about to be out this bad boy. We're, We're winding down and life is coming back to normal. And I'm starting to make plans with people and book vacations this summer. And it's starting to get really good. And then ugliness rears its ugliest fucking head, man. And the work of four little devils. This ain't a racial thing. Killed a man in cold blood over a fake $20 bill. That could have been resolved so much easier. And because of it, no one should have died. But because of that action, the whole world lost its damn mind. I have recorded and stopped this podcast four times because I'm so worried who I'm going to offend. Who who I'm not sticking up for. And I just said, you know what? To hell with it. Forget the notes. Forget the bullet points. Just say what's on your mind and from the heart. I remember in 1992... I think it was 14 and to see the destruction and the craziness you know you you have faith in the justice system and you see on video all these officers beating this black man and you're like man I heard of all the things that my dad went through in the civil rights movement and all the bad cops that were out there Yes, I know there's a lot of great cops, and we'll touch on that maybe. I don't know, but I'm just going through emotion right now. I'm just spitting what's on the top of my mind right now. So when I saw that destruction, well, okay, well, when I saw that happen, I'm like, oh, those guys are going to finally, you know, we're going to see justice because I've had my run-ins with law enforcement as a young kid and a lot of positive experience, and there's some negative as well. But that's with anything. And not guilty. What? It was on video. Not guilty. But man, we saw not guilty. And all hell broke loose in Los Angeles. And then that spread all over the world. And for those five or six days, there's nothing on TV but everything going bad. People were fed up. They went about it the wrong way. Looting and 
burning down the, your own community. And But then when you see Bloods and Crips uniting and black and brown getting down and, you know, open dialogue amongst, you know, all communities, it started getting really good, man. And you'd have your isolated incidents and, you know, you hear about it, it's like, damn, man, these jackasses that commit these things just ruining the good people that do this job with the badge on, like, they're making them look bad. You ain't hearing it, but it wasn't as bad. Like, things were getting better. I was less scared to go to certain communities, you know? And then all over the country you hear of people going jogging, people playing video games, people just wrong place, wrong time, getting hemmed up by a bunch of evil bad apples. And you're like, when's this going to end? And then no charges. And then what popped off in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago And watching that man get murdered in cold blood on video over a counterfeit $20 bill. I don't know if you knew it was. That doesn't matter. Some people have justified that. Well, he shouldn't have had counterfeit money. No one should die over that. No one. And when they didn't arrest him right away, I knew what was going to happen. And sure enough, it was 1992 on steroids. And it affected everybody worldwide. And that's the thing because there's cameras now. Everybody can see everything. You know, with the internet, people pick up on it like, damn, and they, they go and protest in that community, in that community, in that community. <laughs> I've had to do this over and over. I'm going to get through this part. I just, we know lives matter. Put whatever description you want to put in the front of it. I'm black. I know what I've been through. I've been accused of being wrong place, wrong time. I've been accused of stealing. I've been accused of being a murderer, fitting the description. In my early 20s, I was in Beverly Hills, California. And I had three other Navy friends with me. And uh, I just thought it'd be cool, like, to show them Beverly Hills. The the Osbournes was, like, the most popular show at the time. and They just wanted to see the Osbournes' house. I'm like, oh, I know where that is, man. That's right off of Sunset. Like, I'll take you. Three black guys and one Italian in a Geo Metro. Three-cylinder car. Soon as we hit that city limit, man, bam, we got pulled over. 
And it wasn't even like, give us a chance. We got pulled out of our cars. Our car. And I'm like, what's the charge? What do we do? You just pulled us out the car. We're like, shut up and listen. And I'm like, sir, we're from out of town. We're not from here. He's like, shut up. And like he was ready to hit me with a baton. Rebsacked my car. They finally decided to check our wallets, the two officers. And they saw we were U.S. Navy sailors. The other partner was apologizing, saying, sorry. Instead, the agitator of the two, instead of saying, we're sorry, he said, get your asses in that car and head back down to San Diego. And I never forgot that. <laughs> and the four people that were in that car, one of them was an Italian dude. I'm not going to give his name out, but he's one of my dearest friends for life. He said, Today made me want to be a police officer. And I was like, man, how so? You know what it's like to be black right now. <laughs> he said, I hated what I saw, and I hate that y'all went through this, and I was part of it. I want to make a difference. And he became a cop out in the East Coast where he's from, and he's doing great things out there. And... You know, I got through it in San Bernardino. But that's when it was like, man, I'm serving my country. And that happened to me. Sorry for all the snot and all that, man. I'm just really emotional. And I've recorded this episode four times. I'm not going to do it a fifth. And I didn't like cops for a long time. I did not step foot in Beverly Hills for six years. I didn't even drive through there. I was like, what way can I avoid that city altogether? Because I never want to go through that again. Then about, I want to say seven or eight years ago. It's like a year before I graduated college, so 2013. Whenever Richard Dorner, Richard Dorner was a cop killer. Used to be with the LAPD, was a Navy man. I look just like him. Eerily, like I could play him in a Lifetime movie. That's how much I look like the man. And I got pulled over by seven cars where I was living at the time, pulled out of my car without any explanation, slammed onto the hot pavement by this very big cop. He's probably 6'4", 260, swole. Knee to the back of my neck. Gun to the right side of the back of my head. Don't fucking move. While I'm in handcuffs. I said, I'm not him. I'm not him. Shut the fuck up. Excuse me for the language, but this is what happened. I said, I'm not him. Please check my ID. Please check my ID. And I've told this story to a lot of people, but I was in tears, man, because I thought I was going to die that night. 
And I already had two kids, man, so I was worried that I wasn't going to get home to them. Literally right by my house. After working all night at Fox Sports Radio. And they checked my ID. Like, it's not him. Let him go. It's not him. He's like, I want proof. I want to see it myself. I'm like, I couldn't move. And I could barely breathe. But I had enough oxygen to say I can't move. They let me go. And I just left. I didn't want bad. I didn't want nothing. I just wanted to forget it ever happened. And I was shook by that for a long time. Why are you saying all this, Jake? I said all that to say this. Seeing George Floyd on the ground a couple weeks ago took me back to that night. And I was lucky enough to walk away. He was not. Now, the problem I have with everything that's going on, A, people are making it political, and B, assholes are making it a reason to rob, loot, steal, and beat up people for no reason. People just want equality. People just want to be heard. And on the flip side, all the great police officers, and that's why I posted a lot of videos. If you follow my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter, I like to show positivity. Not every black dude's out here gangbanging, causing trouble. Not every cop's out here beating the hell out of people for no reason. And that's the thing that I want to make clear. And I've caught a lot of shit from both sides. Both sides of the matter. People said I hate cops because I love my people and I don't want to see them hurt by bad cops. And I got hell from my own people saying, man, you, you really like cops, man? Like what? You ain't down. What's that got to do with being down? And I'll tell you why. I know a California corrections officer that patrols the prisons. Very dear friend to me. I got a sheriff that mans the jails. Very good friend of mine. I got a couple police officer friends in Orange County and Los Angeles. Very close friends to me. Their families. Every night have to pray to make sure that their loved ones come home every night. That's stressful. And yes, I've heard, well, they chose that profession. Just like you chose the Navy. You wrote a blank check for your life to defend this nation. They don't even love you back. Well, I love this nation. It's possible to support good cops. And it's also possible to support the victims of bad cops. You can do both. And yes, that's from a meme. I just made it sound cool by reading it. 
But both sides are hurt. People want to make Black Lives Matter like this game. Like, of course you got some that are more militant than others, and, you know, you also got cops that are like, man, well, we're going to get all these ghetto. Not, not everybody's ghetto, not everybody's a pig. I got homies that are down with the movement that all they want to see is equality. And I got loved ones in uniform that just want to go home. And I feel bad for my people that just want to show everyone we're not like these stereotypes. And I feel bad for my brothers and sisters in uniform. That got to prove to everybody, look, man, I'm not racist. I'm not this. I'm just trying to keep peace in your community. And there's a lot of miscommunication. And here I am, 44, experiencing my second riot in the middle of a pandemic. And I got to teach my beautiful little babies what's going on. yet identify with my blackness and let everybody know I am down. But this is a human issue. It is us against racism. It's not black. It's not white. It's not blue. Because Mexicans and Latinos are getting it. White people are getting beat by bad cops. And I wish police forces would have better screening, and I wish my people would check their community. Every chance I get, man, if I see a knucklehead acting a fool, like, listen, man, this ain't the way to do it. I try to lead by example. I know a lot of good brothers out there that speak at the jails and teach them, man, you can be me. I've taken minority kids under my wing, kids that look like me, Latinos, even white kids, whoever's troubled. And they're like, man, look, you get to work at Staples Center every day. How do I do that? And it wasn't easy, man. Is there systemic racism that I had to go through? I had to work twice as hard for what I did, but man, I was going to get where I wanted to go. And I tell them, just work hard, man. Work hard. Be who you are and work hard. And it'll happen. And that's why a few weeks ago I had my man Tom Bowman on. He's the one that got me the Dodger job. And I already kind of knew that being in the entertainment industry, I wasn't going to get the choice jobs that I wanted. And I'd have to work four times harder. And Tom Bowman wanted to help me. I said, man, like, I want to do what you do. He's like, you can. And I was like, fool, I'm from the hood, man. I ain't got no college degree. I grew up where I saw people get shot and beat up. What chance do I have? And he said like this, man, straight up. He said, I'm not this white devil that people, you know, people always call white. I'm not that guy. If you're good at what you do, I want to help you. And I see a lot of police out there that do that. 
And I see a lot of brothers and sisters within the movement that do that. But the problem, and I'll be straight up, I've worked in the media for going on 21 years. If it bleeds, it leads. That's why I went out of my way the other day, driving around to find a peaceful protest. And I did right down the street from my house. All colors out there talking about Black Lives Matter. And this is what you got to understand. I know all lives matter. Yes, of course. But when someone's told you a black life matters, it's because the people that are chanting all lives matter, listen to us. We need your help. Because if you can understand where we're coming from, and both sides get educated, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. The kids are out in cages from ICE. Brown lives matter. Asian lives matter. And both sides should be so fucking mad right now at that asshole, Derek Chavin, whatever his hell his name is. Everybody should be outraged by that. Until you're outraged by seeing somebody commit murder in a police uniform and try to disguise it as patrolling and all lives are not pissed off at that, nobody's lives can matter one way or the other. I am so tired. I've seen innocent people die. I'm tired of hearing the stories of my loved ones in uniform being mistreated too, man. We gotta really do better as a people. We gotta do better. You go to one of my house parties, you'll see black people, white people, Latinos. You'll see law enforcement. You'll see ex-cons. I don't care what you do. I'm going to love you, man. What happened to me sucks so bad. Those two cop incidents. And that's not even all the ones I've been through. Because I don't want to inundate or my message be missed. I'm so sorry for sounding like a snot machine. I'm just really overcome, man, because these last few days really got to me. I'm not my stereotype. So when you meet me, I hate, oh, you're so well-spoken. Oh, you are a college graduate? Oh, you work for the Dodgers? Yes, I've done all of that. Oh, it's because you're half white. I get that from my own community, from my own people. I just want to love, man. I just want to love. Yeah, you know, amongst ourselves, we joke around like, all you white, you can't dance. All you black, man, you criminal. Like, you know, everybody jokes amongst themselves. It happens. And if you say you don't, you're full of shit. We all do it. It just hurts my heart to see what's going on after this incident in Minnesota. But I love what I'm seeing lately. And that's why I post those videos. Cops taking knees. Black folks, brown folks, white folks all together chanting they just want equality. 
cops out there trying to show the world, look, not all of us are like that asshole in Minnesota. Sorry, there's a gap there. Um, On top of all this, a damn earthquake just happens. <laughs> right in the middle of my recording. Had to run out and make sure my babies were okay. Everything's fine. Probably like a 4.4. We'll see what happens. That's what I'm saying. Like, Mother Nature's pissed off at everybody. But I'm going to sum it up because I don't want to harp on this too much longer. Seeing this has made me sad, made me very emotional. And one day, I would love to see that we don't need to live by our labels or our titles or anything like that. We are all humans, man. People want to defend and patrol and keep the peace in their communities. People want to keep people safe. And let's not let the quote unquote bad apples spoil the entire bunch. Let's police the police. Let the police police the police. If you're an OG in the neighborhood that you live in, be a mentor. Show these kids that this ain't the way. Rioting and looting. Killing their own people. Robbing from their own people. I get so many dirty looks when I go back to the old neighborhood. And it's like, I know I don't belong there no more. It's not where I grew up. That's where I grew up, but I don't belong there. And it looks like some of these brothers and sisters need a hug, man. So I try to mentor as often as I can. I try to be positive. Anybody that like wants to get into broadcasting, like I will do anything I can to help you get in. Some of the people I've mentored have gone on to win Emmys. <laughs> They've gone on to huge gigs all over the world. And it's all because, you know, each one teach one. Now, this ain't for the time for me to brag, but. And they're all backgrounds, all races, all whatever. Okay. And if you can hear in the background, on the other side of this door is pure innocence. And I'm over here crying over how the world scares me for them. I know I'm probably not making nonsense. And again, this is my fourth time trying to do this podcast. But. I'm going to wrap, wrap this up for fear of probably digging a bigger hole or sounding really stupid and emotional, but I'm just fed up, man. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with the way things have been. I'm fed up with the system. I'm fed up with how people are treated. I'm also fed up for people that don't take accountability, whether you're a bad cop, whether you're a bad gangbanger in the neighborhood. Like I'm just fed up. And what I want to see in life, I want to see that all of us, as a human race can like not see color. I know that's crazy. Oh, he's halfway to talking crazy. Yeah, I know. But I just want people to just live their lives and learn from one another. You know, I learned a lot from people that are from down south when I was in the, in the military. And then I learned a lot about black folks from me. One of my biggest friends is a kid by the name of Wayne Wright. We used to call him Shea Whitey because in Living Color was popular and he was the only white kid that was around us at the time. And what he 
learned from being around all the brothers in the apartment complex we lived in was that, um, you know, you have it better than us. Because, like, if we got stopped by the cops walking home, why are you stopping us? I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> you're going to get us hemmed up. No, forget that. We're not doing nothing wrong. And then he learned the hard way. <laughs> and so we were together watching the riots in 1992 on TV. He grew up in Ohio and then moved to Oklahoma. And then from Oklahoma, moved to California. So he was just like, man, this is a whole different experience. I thought it was just surfer dudes out here. I'm like, nah, man, where you at in San Bernardino? They ain't surfer dudes. And we learned from each other. I learned that all, you know, we learned a lot from each other. You know, his mom used spices in the food, which is a stereotype. And, you know, I wasn't a gangbanger like he thought when he met me. <laughs> and we're lifelong friends. And, you know, he retired from the Army, which is one of the worst military. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Veterans are veterans, and I love all y'all, even though Navy's the best. But I'm just venting. This is just 30 minutes of me venting today. Um, again, I had this whole thing scripted out, and I wanted to try and show both sides can learn from one another. But as a, as a black man with mixed children, I'm mixed myself. And having to describe this world to my kids right now, and they see, well, Daddy, you know, we're black, and... We have a lot of good friends. Our uncles and aunts, our theos and theas are law enforcement. They're not bad people. And we're black. We're not bad people. And we're also Latina. And we're not bad people. So why is this happening? And I had to break it down. And it made me cry the other night. And I hate that it's 2020. And it's a broken record. Rap songs from 30 years ago are relevant today Bob Dylan songs are relevant today all I ask for the people that listen people that know me well try you can fight love with love you know people say oh that's corny you know what does it for me and I welcome this to anyone whether you have a mask on or not if you see me give me a hug because I'll give you one. The world needs a big-ass hug right now. Straight up. The world needs a big-ass hug. I am tired of seeing so much hate out there. Let's be accountable for our actions. Whether you're a cop, whether you're a pillar of the community, you know, whether you're Joe Schmo. Everything affects everybody. I live in the suburbs now, and I see protests now. They're lighting off M80s as I'm doing this podcast that you didn't hear because it's pretty insulated. And earthquakes in the middle of a podcast. But um, it's just madness. And it's up to us. By the way, it was a 5.1 earthquake in Ridgecrest, California, so up near, like, the mountain area. Crazy. I just want, and I know this sounds corny and it might sound Pollyanna to some. I just want everybody to love one another. I just wish that, you know, when people say, what are the one, if I, had, if I was a genie, what, I, what, what would I get rid of? The first two wishes would be racism and cancer and $50 million. I can live off that. I can get by. That's all I want. <laughs> because I'm too old to, you know, play in the NBA, I'd be like, I don't want to dunk. But no, 
But this was just me spewing. I, I really had a different agenda when I did this, but I just, I'm just hurt, man. It just brought back a lot of old emotions. And I hate when, you know, you know, a lot of people had some bad memories and some bad experiences with police officers. You know, like F the police and, you know, they pigs and all that. Not all of them like that, man. Just like I'm not some crazy-ass gangbanging killer or drug dealer. I'm a college graduate with three kids. I'm trying to keep my check engine light off my cars. That's it, man. Yeah, I broke some barriers, too. First black man to be a producer for the Dodger Radio Network. First one. That's me. Shout out to Dwayne McDonald, though. You're the second one, bro. You're the first full-blooded black person. <laughs> but yeah, same with the Kings. Same thing. You can make history. You could be exactly who you want to be. And crush them stereotypes. Like my friends that are in law enforcement right now, they're crushing all them stereotypes, saying, we're good cops. We're good patrol officers. We're good correction officers. They're breaking the mold. And it starts within. Each one teach one. I'm sorry for the emotions earlier. And I'm sorry it wasn't a podcast that I didn't want to do it. And I'm sorry it's not like an entertaining podcast like it has been. But I'm hurting as a, a, a member of this, you know, a citizen of this country to watch people getting hurt. Rubber bullets and gas and all that. And if, if we could, I just wish we could all sit down. But that's why I know there's a lot more peaceful protests than there are bad ones. But, of course, you're only going to be showing the bad one. Because, you know, it's more sensational. You, you, it'll get your attention. If you see, like, a whole bunch of people in Irvine, California, just loving one another, that's not, you know, salacious to a news producer. They want to see the cop that's, like, shooting rubber bullets at a whole bunch of kids running away. You know. And it's not a black-white issue because that poor... Um, officer in St. Louis that got gunned down defending a pawn shop was a black man. The guy in Oakland that died was a black man. It's not, I'm not making it racial. And it's racism, it's classism, it's systematic racism that we're all fighting against. And, you know, like, I don't know, I don't want to get deep into it. But my heart is with everybody. And that's not being on the fence. It's not being on the fence. Everybody's like, pick a side. I don't need to pick a side. I'm who I am. I'm going to love who I want to love. And I don't give a damn. Because there's, there's, bad, there's bad cops. There's bad black folks. There's bad Latinos. There's bad white people. But it's up to us, the good guys, to check the bad guys and get them out. Don't stand by idly. Either side, wherever you believe, pick the bad apples out the bunch. If you're in a group like Black Lives Matter, right? And you have like four cats saying, man, let's just kill Whitey. Get the hell, get, get rid of him. You see a cop that's using excessive force, pull his ass off that person. Don't get super defensive. I can love black people and love police officers. You can too. Let's stop with the blank lives matter. 
It just matters. It just matters. Period. It just matters. It matters. Okay? All right. Enough of that. Let's see if I have any more uh, listeners after this podcast. <laughs> already lost 200 followers on uh, Twitter, but I'm okay with that. And I've been told off by both cops and black people that I'm going to sell out to both, and I don't care. And guess what? I still don't care because I am who I am. And I appreciate you listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Um, I want to get back to just storytelling like I have, and that's what you tune into, you know, and stuff like that, stories, fun things. But I would be doing myself in the world of injustice if I didn't bring up real issues today. And the angle I was trying to get at was from a perspective of a black male that has children, that has friends on both sides of the of the line that just wants to make it all stop. And I know that's euphoric. I know that's myopic, I guess you could say. I know that's a fairy tale, so to speak, but it's what I want. And I'm tired of seeing innocent people getting killed at the hands of very bad cops. And for the cops that get killed, that breaks my heart too. So I'm going to end it on that note. It matters. It matters. I don't want your fancy front part of it. It matters. And that's not shutting up one side or the other. Okay. Let's land this plane right now. And uh, tune in next week to the Big Brother Jake podcast where it'll be a lot more chummy, I guess. But forgive me for my emotions. I'm human, and it's hard to see all this happening, and it wears on you. But that's my experience. That's through my eyes. And if you have a problem with it, take it up with me. I'll debate you all day. And on that note, life is dope. Love you all. Give each other a big-ass hug. I miss my friends. I want to hug them. And I say to y'all, Deuces! You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. 